See, because we're, we're not afraid to let people know that we're Christians. See, you should be walking around your world and the identity mask that's all over you is Christ. You know, it's funny, these, this, this whole mask with the coronavirus thing that's going on, when you walk around the store, it's kind of it's cool because you can see the ones who went out and want to put their personality on the mask. They got, you know, right there. You see what? And especially now that the Brady Bunch is in town, you got people walking around with Tampa Bay Buccaneer masks. Oh, my God. I just want to get a Falcons mask just for that. Right. They're walking around with the mask. Or you got some ones. They got the nice tie dyed pretty ones. And then you got the ones that say, I'm a warrior for Christ. You've seen all these different kinds of masks. And that's that way. Say, hey, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to put my identity of who I am out there. But I'm telling you what, when this passes, you're not going to be wearing a mask. So what mask will you be wearing? You need to be wearing the mask of the identity of a born again believer in Jesus Christ. You see, the devil has a lot of people all around this world right now, wearing the mask of fear over this coronavirus, which has been hyped up. It's really not as deadly as it's been portrayed. It was rapidly spreading, but the hype and the hysteria of the media has caused fear. So when you see someone wearing a mask, they're really having fear of catching the corona. That's a natural fear. I'm not putting anybody down. But in the spirit and in emotional People will put masks on to hide their identity or to increase a part of their identity that they want. It's all good. We're here. We're going to praise God. Amen. And I heard my wife talk briefly about mothers. And I normally, you know, try to make a message to deal with Mother's Day. But it's not, that's not this holiday. I mean, kind of, but no. I mean, I'm going to talk about mothers right now. Because mothers wear a lot of, like, uh, people call them hats. Or you can even call them masks. When, when a child's hurt, the mother's the nurse. When a child needs a hug, it's, she's a loving mother. Sometimes it's the mother wears the mask of the disciplinary. Or, you know, if she's a working mother, she's a mother, that we're a, a part of the provider. And, and mothers do all, the, the mothers wear all these different masks and titles to be a mother. It's not just giving birth. Amen? It's just like, because mothers do a lot. Mothers hold the house down a lot of times. They, 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 they're the, and sometimes they're the intermediate between everything that's going on in the house. Mothers can do so many things at one time. See, men, we, got, we can barely do two tasks at the same time without confusing our brains. Women can be doing five and six things. They can be on the phone with their friend, making dinner, and planning next week's schedule. While uh, without <laughs> and, and us men are like, listen, I, I barely can you know, change the oil and, and think of something else what I'm doing. Amen, because we're just that way. But women hold a lot of stuff down, and you guys wear a lot of hats. But I want to talk about masks today. Because since this coronavirus has come out, you have seen abundance of people wearing masks. Everywhere you go now, they're wearing masks. Now, in the beginning, it was just those who were infected were supposed to wear masks. 
But then someone put it out there. Let's everybody wear masks. So you go to Walmart. I go, I go to Walmart and I get, I get frowned on quite a lot because I'm not, wearing a, I'm not wearing a mask in Walmart. I'm shopping. You got the corona? I got the blood. Amen? So that, that's how I am. Amen? I, I got the blood. I got the Holy Ghost. I don't need a mask. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't. They're uncomfortable. I don't, that's okay. If you want to wear a mask, that's you. It's not me. And I'm not talking about physical masks today. I'm just using this as a reference. Everywhere you go now. I see people driving by themselves in a car wearing a mask. Full families wearing a mask. Some one part of the family wearing a mask and the rest not. But there's masks all over the place. So much that you can't even buy masks if you try to. Luckily, if you're involved in medical facilities, you know, you're able to provide masks for your pantry workers, praise God. Amen? Because you have a connection and you're able to get some. But if you try to find masks online, we ordered 200 masks on Amazon and it was a scam. They scammed us out of our money. Well, we got our money back because you can't take God's money and get away with it. Amen. But there's importance on masks. But I want to talk about masks that everybody wears. See, the enemy has a lot of us wearing masks. See, masks, if you were to rob a bank, most people wear a mask when they rob a bank. Because they don't want the people behind in the bank or the police to know their identity. You see, the devil has a lot of people all around this world right now wearing the mask of fear over this coronavirus, which has been hyped up. It's really not as deadly as it's been portrayed. It was rapidly spreading, but the hype and the hysteria of the media has caused fear. So when you see someone wearing a mask, they're really having fear of catching the corona. That's a natural fear. I'm not putting anybody down. But in the spirit and in emotional, people will put masks on to hide their identity or to increase a part of their identity that they want. A lot of people, if they have low self-esteem, they put on these different masks so that people will like them. I remember, I can remember hearing women, people say, oh, I got to go put on my face. That means you're going to go put on their makeup. Women, women put on a mask every day. They put on makeup. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying they you change their face to look appro- what they feel is appropriate in society. Sometimes the devil has people wearing a mask of depression. Or sometimes you have a mask of a physical illness. Sometimes, a lot of times, people who have low self-esteem will put on a mask of doing things that would be considered promiscuous. Guy and girls do that. You know, sometimes you may be in school, you may be even in college, and you weren't so much of the person to get together with other people. All of a sudden, you can put on the mask of being the social person, and I'm at every party because I am just a great, happy person. But on the inside, you're dying. See, we wear masks all the time. But I'm here today to say God wants us to remove the masks and just get right and be with him. Amen. He wants the only mask and the only identity that you should be walking around is, is that I am a child of God. I am a son of the king and I am victorious. Come on, give him praise. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. And when you see this, you will see this is when Samuel was going to choose the next king of Israel. Israel, you see, because Israel never had a king, but they begged and begged and begged so much that God gave him Saul. Well, then, as you all know, Saul messed up. And in the kingdom of God, you mess up. God will replace you. 
He will find another servant with the right spirit and the right heart to take your place. Amen? You know, here you have Samuel, and he's about to choose David. We're going to read verses 6 and 7, and then we're going to jump to verse 11. So when you stand, when you have it in reverence of God's holy and mighty, powerful word. Amen? First Samuel 16, verses 6 and 7, so that would be primero Samuel 10, capítulo 16, versículo 6 a la 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys ready? And it happened as they came in, he saw Eliab and said, Surely Jehovah's anointed is before Jehovah. But Jehovah said to Samuel, do not look on his face nor on his height because I have refused him. For he does not see as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but Jehovah looks on the heart. Now go down to verse 11. And Samuel said to Jesse. Now this is after he's gone through all of Jesse's sons that Jesse presented. And he says, Samuel said to Jesse, are, are all the young men here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, and behold, he keeps the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And he sent and brought him in, and he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and good form. And Jehovah said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of Jehovah came on David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Everybody, Pastor, how does that have to do with mass? See, he says here in verse 7, he said, Do not look on his face nor on his height because I have refused him. For he does not see as man sees. See, man looks at the outward. Man judges by with what he sees, what he thinks is the situation, and makes a judgment. Man will look at you, another man will look at you and go, who do they think they are? Oh, oh man, I'm not hanging with them. They're different than me. That's why you see a lot of these people, you know, in, in churches, some churches won't hang out together because they're different denominations. Same Jesus, but different denominations. You got people that have racial backgrounds, different racial backgrounds. You see that a lot in big cities because you can go to a part of New a Manhattan, New York City called Little Italy. It's Italian. You're going to go to a lot of other cities, and there's the Italian section. There's a Chinatown. There's all the different sections separated by culture, which is natural because people want to be around people of the same culture. You don't want to look like, you know, Regino de Papas and live where all you can find is beef patties. Right. So but that's OK. But we can't let that separate us from each other and from God. You See, God doesn't care what you look like on the outside. God cares what you look like on the inside. Amen. That's why when you're shopping for a car, when you're looking to buy a new car, don't look at the shiny rims and the shiny tires and the beautiful paint job. Pop that hood and look for oil leaks. Pop that hood. Turn it on. Listen for knocks and dings and buzzes and all the things that don't sound like because what's important is how the motor and the transmission run. It could look like a piece of horrible stuff, but run like a charm. 
You can fix the outside easier and cheaper than replacing a motor and a tranny and the drivetrain. See, it's what's on the inside that matters. God does not care what you think about yourself. You're as beautiful as everybody else in the world because he created you. You see, a lot of times we have masks or titles of where we're from. Like if you say you're from New York City, right, or from New York, all of a sudden, that's cool. But when you get from somewhere else, what part of New York you're from? And that's determined, sometimes you're like, oh, man, I'm not just from New York. I'm from East New York, baby. And that's your way of saying, don't mess with me, because East New York's tough. Or you could say, well, I'm from Park Slope, Brooklyn. That means you got some money. See, where you're from can be a mask. How you look at yourself can be a mask. But look at this. Here is David, the, the guy that says, no, all he does is tend to the sheep. There's no way God could be interested in him. There's people sitting here today where you feel like God could not be interested in you. And I beg to differ. God is interested in anybody who's willing to serve him. God is interested in anybody who wants to love Jesus. You may have just got it up after shooting a bag of dope. God don't care about that. If you want to love him, he, he sent his son to die for you. And he will receive you and call you in his family. And then you won't need no more dope because you can get the Holy Ghost. Amen. You see, it's not about what the outward or how you feel about yourself. David's a sheep herder, smells like the sheep, spends time out in the field with them. Here he comes. He gets anointed. Now, the mask of the shepherd is pulled off and unveils the giant killer. See, everybody in here has got a mask on, but God wants to pull it off you and turn you into the giant killer he created you to be. We've all got giants in our lives. Everybody in here has giants that you're facing. But God says, you're a giant killer. Let me unveil the mask and reveal to you who I am. You won't need to hide behind any excuses or masks or anything. Because you'll know that you are one of his. You're his child. All the promises that are in the Bible are inside of you because you have access to them because Jesus died and rose again. If the Bible says you're a conqueror, well, you are a conqueror. If the, if the Bible says that you're prosperous, you are prosperous. If the Bible says you are the apple of the Lord's eye, well, you are a golden, delicious apple in the eye of the Lord. Amen. If the Bible says that you're healed by his stripes, well, then you're healed by his stripes. Look at Brother Donnie's still with us. I remember the first time I met him. And look at him now. He walked up under his own free will, breathing air under his own free will. No tubes coming out of his nose. Come on, give God some praise. You see, we got, we got to stop worrying about anything but how we pleasing God. Don't worry about the massive identity of what you think you need to be like. Find and sculpt your life on how the word of God says you're supposed to live. We're supposed to love God, worship God. We're supposed to tell others about God. We're supposed to be ones that, as the song said, got out the fire. But then don't stay out of the fire. Go back in and grab somebody else out. You know, that's what we do here on Saturdays. You know how many people, I'm finding out that a lot of the, some of the people that go to the pantry have downloaded the app, and they're watching us online. They're not coming to church, but they're watching us online. Because I can tell by some of the emails that we get. We're reaching people. 
Because we're, we're not afraid to let people know that we're Christians. See, you should be walking around your worlds and the identity mask that's all over you is Christ. You know, it's funny. These, this, this whole mask with the coronavirus thing that's going on, when you walk around the store, it's kind of it's cool because you can see the ones who went out and want to put their personality on the mask. They got, you know, right there. You see what? And especially now that the Brady Bunch is in town, you got people walking around with Tampa Bay Buccaneer masks. Oh, my God. I just want to get a Falcons mask just for that. Right. They're walking around with the mask. Or you got some ones. They got the nice tie dyed pretty ones. And then you got the ones that say, I'm a warrior for Christ. You've seen all these different kinds of masks. And that's that way. Say, hey, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to put my identity of who I am out there. But I'm telling you what, when this passes, you're not going to be wearing a mask. So what mask will you be wearing? You need to be wearing the mask of the identity of a born again believer in Jesus Christ. One who can walk on, walk on fire and keep walking. Amen. One that can go into a hospital and raise dead one that can pray for somebody i'm telling you what you when you pray to god you better believe that he hears you he answers your prayer and what he said he's going to do he's able to do it don't go to god and think he's not going to be able to do it because you're wasting your time you're wasting the person's time i mean you're not even in the presence god can do what god said he can do if it's in his word amen God took a crazy bunch of guys and turned them into disciples. So he can't work with you? Of course he can. He sure can. He, he could pull you out of prison and turn you into a minister, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can take you and make you homeless so you can reach homeless people. See, you've got to be able to see the bigger picture in what's going on with God. A lot of times stuff goes on in our life, all of a sudden we start crying. Get the violins. Oh, whoa. Just be like, you know what? God, I don't understand it, but whatever this is, let me be used by you for your glory. And watch, not only will you be able to endure, but you might start enjoying it because you'll see God's manifestation and he's how he's using you in a time that you would like to whine and complain about. But let's look at Moses for a second here. How many heard of Moses? First off, let me, let, me, let me just stop right here about this before we get into this. Prior to this verses of Scripture in Exodus 4, you got to remember, Moses was a murderer. Moses killed an Egyptian. Right? Murderer. But God used him to set the Israelites free. That's... The good story of Jesus Christ. You've got a story, but God can redeem it. God can change it and give you a brand new story of life. That's what he did with Moses. But look at here. Now, this is after the burning bush. This is when God, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush and told him that he was going to send him back to Pharaoh and he was going to get him to let the people go. We find him in the next chapter, Exodus 4, verse 10. And here's Moses putting on his mask of, of in, uh, um, he's not able, capable, he's got deficiencies, there's no way, how could I do this? That's, how many people in here could say you've done that? God tells you to do something, you're like, how could I possibly do that? You know what? I, I come across a lot of challenges as a pastor of this church, but I don't stop till I figure a way to get it done. Ask Deacon Day, there's been times where he sat on that pew for five hours till I figured it out because he's staying here because somebody threatened to kill me. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how you know you're done. I remember I called my pastor and said, hey, man, I just got my first death threat. He said, glory to God, you're doing it. 
I was like, hallelujah. He said, you know you're doing it right when people want to kill you, praise God. But you got Moses, and he starts trying to tell God how, basically, how am I going to be able to do this? He says, and Moses said to Jehovah, oh, my Lord, I am not a man of words now, nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. He's saying, God, how am I going to be able to speak if I stutter and I'm slow? How could you choose to send me? And here's what God says in verse 11. And Jehovah said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have I not Jehovah? And now go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. See, if you can get past what you think's wrong with you and just be like, you know what, God, you created me. If you call me to do this, you're going to be able to make me do it and give me what I need to do it and get to the job. And then even further, God got a little mad at Moses and he said, well, what about, don't you have a brother named Aaron who's real good with speaking? Well, I'm going to send you and Aaron. You're going to tell Aaron what to say, and he's going to speak to the people for you. See, God already had it worked out. God has your situation mapped out right now. All you got to do is take off first off. Well, mask is all, it's all about you. We got to get past it's all about me. Pull off that mask and say, it's all about you, Jesus. Whatever you need me to do, whatever you want me to do, well, I'm ready to do it. Give me what I need. I'm capable. I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. Amen? See, masks are covering for all parts of the face. They're usually worn as a disguise. Halloween. A lot of times kids put on masks because they want to be their favorite superhero or whatever. And it, they take the good costumes come with a mask so you can be the full effect of Superman. Or sometimes it's used to amuse or terrify people. But another way a mask is to conceal something from view. Anybody who knows how to use Photoshop, there is a masking tool. Like if you've noticed on a lot of our videos that we're putting out, um, I'm, I'm actually, we're putting together some really, what I think are pretty cool looking logo picture, you know, promo pictures for the, vi for the video. And a lot of that takes putting two or three pictures together and pulling one part through and masking the rest of it. So maybe like, like the one that said um, the king is coming. Those are, that's two pictures. One of them was a lion standing up on a mountaintop. The other one was Jesus in the clouds coming. And what I had to do was I put the lion in the mountaintop on the center and I masked the rest of the lion's background so all you saw were the clouds and Jesus. So the lion's coming through the cloud. See, what you're trying to do in your life is you're trying to mask things to hide and conceals things I say take the mask off let God get in and let him expose what he wants to have exposed don't don't try to be anything that you know you're not called to be be who you are be all in God God has called you to be God will take you and he'll use you don't care what the devil's label was put on you don't look in the mirror and think you're ugly be like I'm beautiful and loved by God Praise God. And I'm going far. I mean, even Jesus had a label. Remember, remember, remember in Matthew when they said, oh, isn't he just the carpenter's son? And aren't his brothers and sisters here with us? How can he be giving us a revelatory word from God? People will point their finger at you and go, how can you be used of God? I know you. I know where you've been. Matter of fact, we grew up on the same street. I remember when you did this and you did that. How can you be serving God? 
God uses those things. You know, when I was meeting with Pastor Tony the other day, and I was showing him the things that we have going on here, and, you know, we went out into the, um, his, his sanctuary, and he was showing me the lighting that they've got. And then I told him how I'm doing mine, and he was like, praise God. I said, yeah, all the things that I have learned in my past, God is able to use to impart and to get it done where we're at. See, your experiences in life, God is using to mold you in who he wants you to be. But take off the masks, people. Stop hiding. Sometimes we put masks on, God, on, on our thing with God because I'm not capable, God. Listen, if God calls you to do something he already knows that you're fully capable he's got it planned out maybe you don't speak well he, you've got a cousin that can speak and god's gonna get that cousin to go with you god has it all mapped out all worked out but all we have to do is trust in him because remember john 10 verse 10 says the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but jesus said i have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You see, Jesus wants you to be happy. Jesus wants you to be prosperous. Jesus wants you to get people saved. The devil wants you upset, broke, and doing nothing for God. And how does he do that? By having you put masks on to conceal the identity of Christ that lives on the inside. Of you. He'll put lifestyles that aren't of God. He'll have drunkenness and all kinds of stuff. And that's a mask that keeps you from your potential in God. Sometimes it's doubt and unbelief. You'll be a Bible-believing, going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, in the pantry, whenever the doors are open, you'll be there. But you might have some doubt and unbelief that he is who he says he is. Or maybe maybe you believe, maybe you believe he's a hero tithing and prosperity maybe maybe doubt and unbelief guess when you, you know well you know sometimes he answered prayers sometimes you know maybe with this virus he's just so busy with all the prayers for the virus he's not hearing my prayer that's a mask of doubt and unbelief you need to take that off and say that he's a he's a he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him well you know uh, i'm too another mask we put on is oh, i'm too tired to read the word i'm too tired to pray i'm too busy Man, pull that mask off and start digging into the Word of God. Pull that mask off and start reading the Word. Pull that mask off and start praying. Amen? You will find, if you, if you are too busy, but you start making a little bit of time for God, He'll make the other busyness that you're doing able to be. A lot of times, it's not that we're so busy, it's that we're unmanaged. Our time is unmanaged. My wife is constantly telling me about that. That my time management is... I just got so many things to do. And I do admit, I'll be doing this, and oh my God, and then I'll bounce to this, and then I'll bounce back and forth trying to get everything you know, like bouncing all over the place. But when you start spending your time with God, He'll give you details on how to get it all done and still have time to spend with Him. See, that's his, 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 his main purpose in life is to spend time with you. You're sitting there today going, but he's the creator. We just sang how he, the galaxy spit in his hand and he's like, oh, listen, the one who created heaven and earth wants to spend time with you. I'm telling you that online. Whoever's that watching online right now, wherever you are, whatever state, whatever country, God wants to spend time with you. God wants relationship with you. God wants to have relationship with you and your family. And he wants to have it. And he wants to have it and wants it to start 
now, here, today. He wants you to take that mask off of not needing him because you know you do. See, that's another mask we get on. Oh, I can do this. I, 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 don't, I don't need any help. I don't, I don't, God, I, I got this. And God sits back and goes, Jesus, check this out. Watch this. They're going to crash and burn. But we'll be here ready for them when they do. Because you know when they fall, they're going to call on us. Why go through all that? Just put, just take that mask off and have the identity of Christ. When you have an identity in Christ, you realize how much you need him. See, identity in Christ gives you power. It gives you confidence, but it also gives you humility and meekness to know that I am nothing without my God. I can't do anything without my God. Come on, give him praise. Let's take off the masks in here today. Hallelujah. We're going to unmask some giant killers in here today. Some of you are going to go right out of here and slay a giant. Praise God. Amen. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation.